Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. If you haven't done it, you got to do it right now. You do. You do. You have to hit that subscribe button real quick. Just show it who's boss and just hit it. Hit that subscribe button. Also, today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports in Colorado, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, and of course, Blake Street Tavern. A lot of great stuff to get to today. It's snowing today here in Colorado, so that's a good thing. I love it. I know some people hate it, but I love it. I've told you before, hate the heat, so I'm happy. I also just uh, fired up the crock pot. We're doing some crock pot shit today. That's what's happening at the DeHuff household, and hopefully the kids like it. I got I got a pot roast, right? A pork roast? Stuck it in there. First, I, I sear it, and then I put it in there. And then I add some uh, like ranch powder, like seasoning, a stick of butter, and then, yeah. And then I stuck a few cloves of garlic in there. And it should be, after about eight hours, just falling apart. And then you can make, either put it on top of rice, or you can make tacos out of it. Oh, it's fucking good. Delicious. You know what else is delicious and makes your mouth water? Headlines! Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> I know your your mouth is moist right now with anticipation. Uh, a man posted a TikTok video every day for 321 days pretending to be dead just so he could hopefully get a, a role on CSI. And sure enough, they caught wind of it. And now Josh Naley of Kentucky is going to be on CSI Las Vegas. That's fucking cool. And he even admits, he's like, I'm not much of a talker. I don't want to be in front of the camera like that, talking, saying anything. But I can play dead. It's funny because I'm looking at some of the pictures. I'm like, holy shit. He looks legit dead. Uh, I'm not somebody that is like a, a dead person aficionado. Wouldn't call myself that. But it looks like it. And I mean, that's cool. I've always thought that that would be a neat way to, I guess, if you're going to be in Hollywood or be on TV in some sense, I, I always thought that that would be kind of a cool thing. Be like, I, I don't have to be the starring role. I wouldn't want to be the starring role. There's a lot of pressure that comes with that. But cast me as like a dead person or like a random zombie. I'm like zombie number four in like a zombie movie. That would be fucking awesome. That'd be awesome. I get, end up getting my head, you know, stuck in with a, a pickaxe or something like that. That'd be awesome. Look, look, it's dad. Whack. Then why are you crying, honey? <laughs> it's just the movies. But I think that's cool. Good for Josh. Na I think it's Naley. Nally. Either way, N-A-L-L-E-Y of Kentucky. Good for him. That's a pretty cool thing. Now, you're going to see a lot of copycats trying to do this, trying to force the hand of people out there. They're going to be doing TikToks, doing either something exactly like this or something similar, trying to, to force the hand of Hollywood so they can get in there, and that's how they're going to break in. But at least with this guy, it's like he's not trying to get a leading role. He's just... Hey, I, I want to play a dead guy. That's <laughs> cool. Good for him. Good for you, Josh. Russell Wilson would be one of the most annoying people to travel with. 
The Denver Broncos quarterback was stretching and working out for, uh, I believe Zach Stevens said it was about uh, four of the eight-hour flight from Denver to London. For four hours from Denver to, to London, even though it's an eight-hour trip, half of the time he's in the fucking aisleway, you know, doing squats, side moves, and stretching while everybody else is trying to fucking sleep. I do appreciate the fact that he's trying to use that downtime to try and improve because the Denver Broncos are just garbage. But this just kind of adds to his annoying personality. And I guess the reason the reason why I don't fully appreciate it is if the team had a winning record, but they don't. But if they did, I think I would look at this completely different. And, and I'd just be like, dude, that's our guy. No rest. No rest. We're going for the championship. And I would be looking at this in a more positive way. But since they're they're trash right now, yeah, you can say it. The Broncos are trash right now. It just is more annoying to me. Now, if they go out there and just fucking destroy the Jaguars and all of a sudden that the switch is turned on, be like, okay, I'm going to look back at this and be like, dude, he, he was ready to go. He was switched on going from Denver to, to London. He was doing squats, doing aerobics. He was sweating to the oldies in the fucking aisle. <laughs> like, man, that guy's legit. But if he goes out there and loses to the Jaguars in London, I'm going to be like, no, fuck that guy, man. It's fucking annoying doing goddamn stretches while everybody else is trying to sleep. What a dick. You know, I get it, it's just how you want to look at it, but it, it winning changes a lot of things. Cha- winning changes your perspective on just about everything. So he goes out there and wins. I think, yeah, we'll look at that more as a positive thing. It's just annoying to me. Like if if I was trying to sleep, it would bug the shit out of me. Be like, fucking man. And he's like sitting there touching his toes. Be like, dude, your ass is in my fucking face. Seriously. Punch his butt. <laughs> Ow! Ow! He hit me! You know, then you got Nathaniel Hackett coming over. Guys, let's hug it out. Let's hug it out. George Payton walks over. He's like, are you fucking serious? Fuck the hugging. Quit sticking your ass in people's faces. Don't hit anybody. God damn it. Anyway. I don't recommend stretching on the plane, especially if you're a losing team. Okay, okay, okay. That's just me. It it might not be a popular opinion, but that's just my opinion. So fuck off. Matthew Sinatro and Jessica Prost of California are behind a class action lawsuit against the pasta-making company Barilla. And they say that that Barilla is deliberately deceiving shoppers by using the slogan Italy's number one brand of pasta on its packaging. I fucking hate these people. Sinatra and Prost argue that in their complaint that they were duped. We were duped uh, by the company's alleged false advertising and deceptive marketing practices and that they would have not spent a combined total of $6 on Barilla products, had they known the pasta that they were taking home were made in the United States, instead they would have opted for a cheaper alternative. Here's the thing. If you're Barilla, 
Give them the $6 back and tell them to fuck off. Can people not read labels anymore? It tells you on the back where it's made, manufactured, all that shit. I believe they have like two products, and that's like the ready-made lasagna pasta or something like that. That's actually made in Italy. But as far as everything else goes, it's made in, I, I want to say, Iowa. So who fucking cares? Who cares where it's fucking made? Does, does, okay. Does the flavor, does it change if I make it here in my kitchen versus if I go to Nebraska and make it in somebody else's kitchen? Does the fucking flavor change? No, it doesn't. It's the same fucking recipe. So if Barilla takes that same fucking recipe and makes it all over in Italy and then ships it over here to the United States, oh, it's going to taste better now. Fuck off, you two. Give them their $6 and tell them to cram it up their ass. That's ridiculous. Come on, people. I can't be the only one that sees it this way. Am I? Am I the only one? Am I taking crazy pills? I said pills. Am I taking crazy pills right now? No, I don't think so. I just spit everywhere when I did that. <laughs> There's a lot of moisture on my computer now. Great. Why are the keys sticky? I swear it was from uh, me going on a rant about Italian pasta. Sure. That's what you said last time. Anyway, I'm going to get into some comments from you guys. You guys went nuts over on Twitter yesterday. And you know what? I asked you to ask me anything, and you guys didn't disappoint. We're going to go to that coming up next. But first, root for safeties this season with your friends at Superbook Sports. If you bet with Superbook this football season, they're going to give you a $50 bonus if a safety is scored on a Sunday from a punter running out of the end zone to the plain old QB sack that's worth two points, as long as they're in the end zone. Root for a chaos and win money with Superbook this fall. So download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start rooting for two with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, please call one 800 5224700 This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Okay, so our new quarterback has the looks, the gorgeous babe, the mansion and the bazillion dollar contract. Yeah, well, did I mention I'm taller than he is? Just saying. It's the Blake Street Tavern where Denver watches football. All right, so like I said, I asked you guys to, well, ask me anything and let's just jump right into it. Jeff Taylor at JTNet app on Twitter. If you were a professional wrestler, what would your finishing move be called? That is a great question. Because at first I was like, well, what would my my name be? And I couldn't even think of a name. So if you guys think of a, a good ring name for me, as far as a wrestler goes, let me know to huffuncensored at gmail.com or just hit me up randomly just with the name on any of my social media accounts. I said for my finishing move, it would have to be kind of like, you know, a tribute to Cowboy DeHuff and say like the all ball slam. And I'm guessing somehow I would be like smashing their balls, <laughs> maybe on the turnbuckle. Oh, the all ball slam where I pick them up and basically I have them on my shoulder. Their butt is facing away from me. So their butt is leading the charge. 
I have their legs. Their head is basically on my back. And then I take them and I pick them up and just slam their nuts onto a turnbuckle. That would be the all ball slam. You're welcome. I should be a fucking wrestler. I should. Oh, yeah. Look at me. Watch out because the huff is coming. And guess what's coming with them? The all balls slam. I'm going to take your nuts and shove them into the turnbuckle. Oh, yeah. Can you dig it? <laughs> now my voice is going to be fucked up the rest of the day. I think that would work. Or, or I could literally make... Uh, uh, the the opponent eat a bag of dicks. I could just be like, "Get me the bag of dicks," and then like after I beat them, I'm just like shoving the dicks in their mouth. They'd be made of like bread or something. That way, they don't. Well, they could still choke on bread, but I'm like, could you imagine? Like, how did he die? The guy got a, a bread dick shoved down his throat, and he couldn't stop choking. It's <laughs> a horrible way to die. Could you imagine what? What's the coroner report? He died by what is that? Asphyxiation of uh, you know uh, a, a breaded dick. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm immature. Right, and look at you on your high horse, going, "Oh, really? Another dick joke? Really? Oh, gross." Anyway, those are those would be my finishing moves. I think there's something in the all ball slam. There we go. I would never wrestle. I can't I can't fucking wrestle. No. Adam Graves at Thundersport303 on Twitter wrote, what's the origin of the phrasing more than one way to skin a cat? And why were people skinning cats? This was a, a lot more complicated answer than I realized because I did some digging. I did some research. The phrase there were there are more ways than one to skin a cat. That's the original way. There are more ways than one to skin a cat. It's stated to have originated from a short story, The Money Diggers, written by the American author Seba Smith back in 1840, where it was stated as there are more ways than one to skin a cat. So are more, there are more ways than one of digging for money. Later, it was published in 1855 in the novel Westward Ho by English author Charles Kingsley, in which it thus goes, there are more ways of killing a cat than choking it with ice cream. <laughs> what? Okay, whatever. Okay, so, that, so you got that. The first time that it was expressed or, or written out, that it was documented, I guess you could say. But that doesn't really tell you where it originated from and how it started. So I do a little bit more digging. Cat fur was often traded during the Middle Ages. According to archaeological finds and medieval texts, the skins of the cat and the rabbit have many similarities in terms of quality and touch. They're very similar, very soft. If you've ever had felt a rabbit pelt, I mean, those things are really fucking soft. Both domestic cats and wild cats were skinned for the fur industry, although the value of domestic cat fur could be worth 100 times less than that of a wild cat. The fur of a domestic cat was normally used by less wealthy people. 
So that's interesting. I guess I never thought about it, but that makes sense. Medieval times, back in the Middle Ages, all that shit. That's what people did. It was just another way of, one, keeping warm, and two, I guess you could look at it as probably a status symbol. Like you have a wild cat fur on your back, whereas I have, you know, uh, a tabby <laughs> on my back. Like, oh, this was uh, my good friend Tiger. Uh, he was a little shit, but uh, yeah, he, he caught mice. He did, he did. But anyway, I skinned him. So it, it's really interesting where that came from. I had no idea. I had no idea. And it is interesting that not until 1840, with that short story by that American author, that nobody actually had come up with that phrasing. So very interesting. Very, I hope, hopefully that, you know, is kind of what you were looking for. I thought I, I'm fascinated by it. I'm going to tell my kids all about it. Guess what happens to cat? No, I won't say that. <laughs> Take care of your cat. Don't know. I'm kidding. Jesus. Uh, speaking of my kids, my daughter, I brought, brought this up last night. I was like, if you could ask me anything, what would you ask me? I was like, you don't need to ask me now. Just tell me later. And she's like, no, 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 no. How much do you pee in the shower? I'm like, oh my God, that's what you ask? <laughs> I was like, a lot. I, I, I have no problem with peeing in the shower. I don't, I, if it was in the bathtub, yeah, that'd be a problem. You don't pee in the bathtub. It's okay to pee in the shower. I don't understand why people are like upset with people that pee in the shower. By the way, did you know that, that your pee, when you go to the bathroom, each time should be right around 21 seconds. That's a good, healthy amount in your bladder. If it's less than that, you, you probably are a little bit dehydrated and, and aren't drinking enough. If it goes well beyond that, which I've done plenty of times, that means that you're, you're not peeing enough and you, you're at risk of getting a, an infection. So interesting little tidbit. You're welcome. You're welcome. I think we all learned something today. <laughs> I did. We did. Josh S at 303 fan on Twitter wrote, Oh yeah. Cause earlier in the week I had just posted a random picture of some little snack I made cause I wasn't feeling good and I didn't want to eat a bunch of shit. So I love kidney beans and I got a, opened up a can of red kidney beans and I added a tiny little bit of ranch in there. And I posted a picture of this on Twitter. And he said, why on earth do you eat kidney beans in ranch? And is it warm or cold? Well, first of all, Josh, it's cold. And second of all, Josh, it's basically a salad without greens. Come on. It's good. It's delicious. Don't knock it until you try it. If you put too much ranch on there, then it's going to be gross. So I just put a little bit of ranch on there. And I don't eat the whole can at once. You can split that up into two servings, maybe even more. Because like a can of, of those beans is right around a dollar. So I'm getting, per snack, it's like 50 cents-ish, right? That's not bad. That's not a bad snack. And what's the big deal? What's the big deal? And it doesn't upset my stomach, not like uh, other beans. It's not like refried beans or anything like that. So fuck off. Fuck you, you judgmental dick. <laughs> Josh also responded with because he was curious because he's like I'm a very picky eater so I asked him so I asked Josh I was like give me some examples of things that you won't eat and this is his freaking list I'm assuming he's telling the truth 
mushrooms. I love mushrooms. I don't know why anybody doesn't like mushrooms. So that that's puzzling to me. My wife hates mushrooms too. I guess if they're cold and kind of slimy, yeah, I get it. But when, oh, when they're prepared properly, oh, I love mushrooms. Marshmallows. I'm right there with you. I hate marshmallows. Marshmallows are disgusting. My whole family loves marshmallows. Not me. I'm the only one. When we do s'mores in the backyard, I tried one the other day because we we did a fire pit. I'm like, I haven't had a, a s'more in forever. And my daughter's like, well, you should try one again. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll try one. You know, trying to be a good example. And sure enough, I'm like, okay, no, uh-uh. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Pudding. I love pudding. Jello. That's fucked up. Uh, how do you not like jello? Bananas. You got to eat bananas. Beets are amazing. Do you know why I started eating beets? I never tried beets before. And then I was reading something and I'm like, oh my God, I have to try beets. Do you know why? Because I read it makes your pee turn pink. And sure enough, it does. And that's good enough for me. Then he goes on to say broccoli, cooked uh, cauliflower. He won't share milk-based drinks. That's fine. Milk is just disgusting anyway. I don't like milk. Frozen vegetables. What the? What's wrong with frozen vegetables? Although they're a little kind of squishy, soft, overly moist. Pears. I love pears. My kids are on a big pears kick right now, and I love it because my wife hates pears. But, I, dude, I, I can't get enough of pears. When they're nice and soft, that flavor and, oh, so good. And right now, the pears are just phenomenal. He wrote blue M&Ms, and I almost want to call bullshit on that because what the fuck does it matter about blue M&Ms? You fucking racist against M&Ms? You M&M racist? What's the big deal? What's wrong with blue ones? Well, they're too blue. They look like the sky. <laughs> Peaches, the fuck is wrong with you? Peaches are delicious. Blueberries, I kind of get that. I hate fake blueberries, artificial blueberries. The As far as like artificial blueberry flavoring, can't do it. Makes me want to throw up. Same with watermelon. I can eat real blueberries and I can eat real watermelon, no problem. If it's like anything that's candy that's those flavors, no, can't. It fucking grosses me out. Uh, he said most buffet foods, I guess it depends on the buffet, dude. Bean sprouts, salmon. Oh my God, I love salmon. Smoked salmon, delish. Creme brulee. I hate creme brulee too. My wife loves it. It's like her favorite fucking dessert. I don't get it. I don't like it. But if we, if we ever go somewhere and they have creme brulee, she has to get it. She has to. She has to. That's what she tells me. Cherries of any kind. Oh, dude, Josh, you got some fucking problems. Kiwi, starfruit, shrimp. And he wrote, ever since I cut a, cut the umbilical cord, the texture is way too similar. Okay, I, I never cut an umbilical cord, <laughs> but now next time I eat shrimp, I'll be thinking of umbilical cords. Be like, mm. <laughs> Ugh, oh, gross, never mind. Raisins and bacon jerky. Okay, Josh, Josh. You are probably a serial killer based on this list. I, I didn't want to say it, but I think I have to. <laughs> I think I have to. If you don't like most of these things, there's something wrong with you. Probably got dropped on your head, and now you're just like, I hate everything. Ah, 
The cherries are out to get me. Watch out for them blue M&Ms. They're going to get you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, he also added uh, free samples and a hard pass on potlucks. I get the potlucks thing. Because every time that there's like a holiday get-together or whatever at the office, and everybody's like, bring your own shit. And then some people bring some good shit, but it reminds me of like when I used to work in restaurants and you had to get certified. Uh, I think it was in order to be a manager or something like that. You had to be certified through the health department. I don't know if they still do it. Basically, so you know all the rules and what can happen. And you do a lot of reading on how people get sick with foodborne illnesses. And the majority of people out there don't get foodborne illnesses from restaurants. They get them from home. So now you're taking that <laughs> bunch of morons handling food and you're putting it into the office area. And, and like, ah, oh God, it's just too risky. It's too risky. That and a lot of people eat weird shit. I mean, not like kidney beans and ranch. That's delicious. Oh, my God. Next potluck I'm going to, that's what I'm bringing. I swear to fucking God, that's going to be awesome. People are going to go, what the fuck is this? I'll be like, oh, oh, sorry. I forgot to sprinkle some uh, shredded cheese on there. You're welcome. Enjoy. This whole meal cost me $3. That's three cans of beans, okay? You're welcome. Anyway, Dave wrote in, why is Nick Wright such a putz? He hates all things Denver. Also, he has a beard which uh, his uh, mange qualifies, I guess, and he never shaves around it, putting forth the look of someone who's been on a three-week bender. Just wondering, first of all, Dave always is bashing on Nick Wright on social media, and it's funny. <laughs> it's funny to me. I've met Nick. Nick is one, I've told you before, Nick is one of the hardest working guys you'll ever meet in the media, but now he's at this status where He'll say a bunch of random shit, and it's just like he is just so locked in on who he likes and who he doesn't. And Denver is just one of those spots. Denver can't do anything right and when it comes to the Nuggets and comes to the Broncos. So you're never going to change them. The Denver Nuggets can win the NBA championship, and Nick Wright will still have something negative to say about it. That's just the way he is. He, he just doesn't like Denver and whatever. Now, in regards to his mangy beard, that is something that he needs to fix. He's on fucking TV. He does look like he's had a, a rough go <laughs> for the past couple days. And you're like, dude, what are you doing, man? You look like everybody you have ever loved <laughs> has been, you know, uh, leaving you. And, and then somebody shot your dog. You look kind of like John Wick, just without any fighting skills you know, and not as handsome as Keanu Reeves. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Yeah. Trim up your shit. If you're on TV, you should really be concerned with how you look. Unless he's, unless somebody told him, they're like, Hey, go for the rough look. Okay. You're going to look mean, lean, and people are going to fear you. It'll be great. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Hey, thank you guys all for interacting with the podcast. If, you just missed the cut and you want to uh, interact, no worries. We can squeeze you in on one of the next episodes to huffoncensored at gmail.com or just hit me up on any of my social channels 
and I'll be more than happy to read your uh, your questions or comments as long as they're not too like fucked up. <laughs> I have some limits. Some. By the way, real quick, people are still trying to attack me on YouTube for uh, my me bagging on Kanye. And I did have somebody, and I can't, I don't have it pulled up right now. Somebody did try to uh, educate me on how to say. I kept saying ye because it's spelled Y E. He's like, dude, it's it's yay, like Y A, is that like how you're supposed to say it? Kanye. But I was like ye. He's all wee. No, it's not how you say it. Anyway, whatever. I'm sure Kanye is a big listener of Dahuff Uncensored, so he was probably upset with that, right? No, he was not. No, he was not listening. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Share it with your friends. Please, if you can, give it a nice review. Five stars, please. Superbook Sports Colorado. You guys rock. Blake Street Tavern, 23rd in Blake in downtown Denver. Go check them out. You're not going to regret it. And, of course, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. They're going to hook you up with all your beverage needs. It's DeHuff Uncensored. Have a great day. Hopefully you smiled today. I'll talk to you next time.